Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Man in the Post pre-season reviews. This week, we have a Tottenham Hotspur fan, Man in the Post regular, and downright awesome person, Jesse. Oh Jesse, how are we? Uh, I mean, you just lied to the people, because I don't, I'm, don't raise expectations. That's not good. No, you're lovely. You are lovely. I think this is our first proper podcast. I know. Last time we were together, what did I do? I, I couldn't do math. I kept interrupting you, and what else happened? That's okay, because normally Chris is your host, and everybody interrupts Chris. (laughs) I know, but we do that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, we're we're here to discuss your um, first love in Spurs. Probably not first love, but you you are our Spurs representative. Um, So before we discuss the... Horrendous summer, as we've we've just spoke about off air and the upcoming season. Um, the dust all settled on last year with the the whole pandemic and no fans in the stadium and and a not so bad season for Spurs. I mean, what's your overriding thoughts on the season just gone? Isn't it great that all that's over, right? Pandemic's over, but, everything's better now. Well, kind of at least, but at least we're, we're on the horizon of it. Oh, I forgot you guys are in Europe. You're you're doing great. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not even in Europe. Thanks for rubbing that in, remember. Well, no, but remember that you're going for independence so I can come and live there. Yeah, we need to get that first. As soon as we get that, I told you, I'll get you straight over. Yeah. Okay, that's really the goal of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought we had a really – look, the spursiness in me, I think, believes that – we did great. <laughs> you know, we're never. It's okay. We don't have to win the league. We had a lovely season. Yeah, the league's overrated. Only one yeah. team won that, so it's okay. Right. You know that's we we played beautifully. We got along. So we didn't lose Sunny. Delhi came back. Like all of those things matter more. Um, it was about friendship. Like that's what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened when Josie left, basically. I was, I was going to say the real, the real joy in the season is that we don't have Mourinho, yeah, and that's, that's what matters. The the harmony at the club, I, I'd say, is good, but we're we're going to go talk about it in a couple of minutes. May seem the, the harmony may go straight back down again. You may need Josie back. To no, no, bite your tongue. <laughs> oh. um, well, is Spurs did finish. Spursing is it's like you can never quite win because you think that there's that you've maintained like you've you've come to harmony. Jose leaves and then somebody's gonna fuck it up. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, great. 
Thank you. Well, I mean, you say Spurs in it, but you've managed to avoid Europe altogether. So if you're going to have a bad season, <laughs> that's a good way to think. And you also still finished above Arsenal. Yeah. Silver linings and all that. Which, although, to be fair, last season's Arsenal, I mean, that, that yeah. wasn't going <laughs> to... Is that such a great thing? Well, yeah, everybody should have finished above Arsenal. My grandfather but... could have finished above last season's Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess on Jose Mourinho's form last year, he might not have, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... That was all the, the friendship stuff, Joe, uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. So we're going to come into the summer. Um, and right. obviously the big talking point is um, Daniel Levy is basically kidnapping and holding hostage Harry Kane. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So yeah. do you think they should just let him go? As you alluded I, to. I do. I do for two reasons. One is that the man clearly wants to go. This is Harry Kane who is like, you know, he resembles nothing more than a... St- he doesn't even have lips, and he looks like a stiff upper lip, right? Like, <laughs> he is he is the epitome of, like, the terrible signs that say, carry on, and... But he himself is miserable. Let him go. Nobody wants a miserable player. I think... Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. on, on the let him go I mean how much realistically do you think you should accept for him or do you, at this stage are you just miss, miss nice girl and say yeah they can have him for free you know what look I don't think they can have him for free but I think we've gone through seasons I don't know if you know this Ellie but we have a history of not signing players very <laughs> <laughs> true right, right. Um, so it's not like we are at the moment, like we're used to, we have a pretty solid squad here, and and we're lucky in that we've played without Kane, right? Like For a our, lot of we, the games, we, <laughs> you know, we I think we're okay with this. Is not like a one man squad. Um, Sun, I think you know, Sunny has has really shown himself to be not only a goal scorer, but a team leader. He wants to be there. Um, And I think we've also seen with with Mourinho that one guy with, like, a really shitty attitude can bring the team down. Nobody fucking wants that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what a a great thing to say to him, like, okay, bud, we've, like, we see you. Go, Go now before it becomes, like, the talk of the season instead of the the matches or the players, everything is just about how miserable Harry Kane is. So get what we can get for him and go forth and do your thing. Yes. Unfortunately, Daniel Levy's still in charge of that transfer. So yeah, we like know why? <laughs> Who let that happen? Um, I mean, you talk about not signing anyone, Jesse. You have made three signings this year. Um, I can't say I know any of them, so I, I will uh, read them I out. Do. I got you. Uh, Perugia Galini from Atlanta. Look at you with the pronunciation. I'm not bad at this hosting gig. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Brian Gill, Jill from Sevilla. Okay. And okay. Christian Romero from again from Atlanta. So I, I take it you like Atlanta this year. We do. I think again we're also so little. My little baby. Um, Romero is another Argentinian. <laughs> Ali, 
explain to me. So Nuno, unlike one of his predecessors, is not Argentinian. Can you please explain to me what are we doing? I'm, I'm going to put it out that Nuno just doesn't know what he's doing because he's used to Mendes doing all these signings for him. So he's just mm-hmm. he's confused at this whole, oh, we can sign other players. They're not having any Portuguese. <laughs> and he's just so happened to pick on, which we alluded to off, off the pod as well. Obviously, they're trying to sign and your help here. Yeah. Who's good? It's not that Lautaro is not good. He is. I just really don't understand yet. Maybe I haven't seen the brilliance. I don't really see yet where everybody's going to slot in and what the sort of like, um, I guess, magnetism and process is here, unless the process is let's just shove a bunch of Argentinians into the team. I mean, it's not a bad country to pick from, but... Uh, Remember who you're talking to here. It's <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> um, it, surely these players... I mean, I, I can't pretend to know much about any of these players. Um, I, I've heard of the... Is it Morato? Is, is that how you pronounce it? Um, yeah, and I will say well, that, that you know, we, we have had some holes in that. Not not necessarily holes, but I think we've had some, like, uncertainties in the defence, moving people around. And Romero is a pretty solid defender, and he's young. So, I I see possibly the wisdom of signing a young defender who could slot in and stay there. Yeah, and uh, the Spanish winger Brian Gill, and the the other one is the goalkeeper, isn't he? The um, Perugia Golini is he the the goalkeeper? Yeah, and you know, like why not? Like who? Who's not a fan of Joe Hart? <laughs> well, I, I will say he's, he's had two two games up here at Celtic now, and he's becoming a, a fan favourite. Yeah. He's found his level. <laughs> Which is what, exactly? Yeah. Well, Scottish League, but you can, you can, <laughs> you can put whatever one's there for you there. Um. I mean, outgoings, you've had nobody special, really. Um, nobody of any significance, really. We have... Do, 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 I just had a minute ago, so this is great podcasting. <laughs> no, but I like the little do-do-do. I think you should fill in all the spaces with, like... <laughs> just with do-do-do's, yeah. So, yeah. the outgoings for Spurs. Gazaniga, forgot he was still there. Yeah. Danny Rose didn't cover himself in great glory in the documentary. Um, I know. I will say, though, that I, again, again, it is shocking for me to say nice things about Argentinians, especially about Argentinian keepers. I could do an entire podcast about, like, the 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 lack of Argentinian keepers since Pato. I think, perhaps, I will try to say this diplomatically, that Gazaniga never really got the shot that he deserved. Maybe that's because I find him too attractive for his own good. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe that's because being a number two under Lodis it was not good for him. I don't know. But I saw him play pretty well for Argentina. Um, and I think he could have done a lot better. I think the tough thing for any goalkeeper coming into sport, I, I don't rate Lodis at all. Um 
Oh, he does a lot of Lorising. I mean, uh, listen, when that man comes off his line, I think every Spurs fan holds their breath until they <laughs> and, turn purple or his fingertips touch a ball. And, and he, he does it a lot. And he's not very good at it. So why does he do it? Please explain. Well, you know, sometimes he does it to wake us up. Sometimes it's like, check your blood pressure, kids. Lorise <laughs> is coming off his line. Sometimes it Sometimes it works out and we're shocked. I don't know. Sometimes I think there's like, he he wishes he had been a fo- my father who was a professional keeper in Uruguay says that in the heart of every goalie there is a forward so maybe i don't know maybe he had hopes and dreams of scoring goals once upon a time or being an actor i can't tell you it makes no <laughs> sense to me <laughs> yeah he needs some explanation because i just i just don't get the the anybody who rates Loris. so i do i i feel you're Atlanta goalkeeper Maybe number one by the end of the season. Um, I assume. But I don't know how you make that call. Like I, I, you know, I don't know how Nuno is going to make the call after such a long time of Loris being a captain and number one keeper. How do you have that conversation? Oh, Loris will do it himself by December. There's, there's no need to worry. Nuno, <laughs> okay. Nuno doesn't have to make that call. Loris will make an absolute howler in a big game on Sky on a Sunday, and Nuno will just say thanks very much. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always so tough when that happens. Oh, I love it. I can't wait for it. Oh my god <laughs> I, I just I just don't like the look of these. People talk about him like he's a top goalkeeper. He really isn't. He's the most Spurs goalkeeper. Like when you talk about Spurs in it, yeah, Larice is the epitome. He makes Spurs sense for it. it. No, he really does. He absolutely has the has the temperament and the character for this for this team. And I say that with uh, with affection. I don't think we could have had I you know we we could not have a boring keeper. <laughs> yeah no 100%. Yeah <laughs> the only keeper that maybe suit you more would be Ederson I reckon he's just as How, much of a lunatic. Absolutely not. Don't give me somebody with a neck tattoo. Oh what's wrong with neck tattoos? There's, there seems to be a deeper meaning here. You know what? It's a neck. T- I've had this conversation with a bunch of people, and it's the neck tattoo. His looks like it's covering like a like a creeping disease. I don't understand what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't fit. He looks deeply uncomfortable with it. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. If you're gonna own it, if you're going to be like, I don't know. There are others, even like other Brazilian keepers, who a hundred percent. That neck tattoo makes sense. There are, I can't even think of one right now. But Ederson's neck tattoo, it looks like he woke up one day and he like, after a drunken rage and his, his frat buddies like tricked him. (laughs) And he was like, oh no, now I have to cover up this like, you know, bad tattoo of a, of a penis. And that's what happened. I, I can't argue with that, Jesse. I really can't. I, I, I love neck tattoos. That's my next one for myself. But you yeah, are right. It looks like a cover-up on top of a cover-up. Right? <laughs> I guess. And every time I see it, I wonder, like, what's the story behind that? What's really under there? Let's go with the penis one. I like the penis one. <laughs> definitely got a penis on his neck and had to get it covered up the next day. And it was either, like, a really, like, a bet got wrong or <laughs> something happened i have googled it and there's nothing on the internet about it which makes me feel even stronger i reckon he cheated on his wife and his wife his revenge yep totally (laughs) don't even know he's married but that's what we're going with (laughs) 
we're going to spread this rumor around too. So now this is a story that's going to go on the internet. I'm tweeting out right after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the upcoming season then, Jesse. How, how do you feel you will do? Um, you know, we had two pretty good preseason matches. Again, one was Arsenal, so you never really know. <laughs> Um, but what I did really like was that the team seems to be gelling already. And I, I just, re- I love Sun Min Hyo. Like, I love watching Sun just, like, I love the way he runs all over the pitch. I love that you can't contain him. I love that he seems to enjoy playing. None of the, t- you know, I was worried. Um, I know this is not your United podcast, but, um, Kobani was granted two weeks. Um, home leave. Um, and part of that is because he clearly had not been in Uruguay for a long time, but also these players are exhausted, right? They've played the, some of them the Euros, some of them the Copa Sudamericana. Um, so they basically had no break. Um, I know Cavani had like a little bit of a, a hammy twinge. Um, so I was a little bit worried thinking like they've played nonstop because of the weird, oh, some of them played the Olympics, which were supposed to be 2020, but they weren't because we're in 2021 and COVID is lunatic. Um, And none of them really looked like particularly tired or injured or exhausted or sad or whatever it was. Maybe that'll change. Maybe they'll play two matches and then we'll see them, you know, collapse into puddles. But um, it was, it was nice to watch them like seem to, other than Kane, who I think is still on his, like, isolation <laughs> you know, tour of the lodge, um, to to look like they were back and really be, like, solid. You know how sometimes you watch them in the beginning and it looks like they've never met each other and they're yeah. like, wait, this is what, where does the ball go and who are you? And <laughs> you're like, oh. Um, they seemed, they seemed excited to be back together. They seemed solid under Nuno. Um he was doing his like, you know, funny fa- like I I was kind of excited that that we had him. I'm I'm looking forward to watching his funny reactions on the sidelines. <laughs> I don't know. I, I you know I never know how it's going to be under a new manager. Like I feel like we're going to have that sort of honeymoon phase for like three matches maybe, and then probably fuck up a little bit. But that's okay. I don't know. I feel like we get that because we're Spurs. Like, it'll be okay. No one, ha- hopefully no one will have high expectations. I just really don't want it to be like the Harry Kane story for months. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that will be the hardest thing for you. It really needs sorted, um, as you say, as soon as possible. What I would say is if Spurs, this could, it's very cliche, but it's going to go one of two ways for Spurs. It's going to be a very, very good season. Because they're not having Europe, um, the new manager. I've always been a fan of Nuno. I think we kind of seen the the end of him at the time. We'd we'd seen enough of him almost. Yeah. Um, at the end of these Wolves time, but it was just genuinely one of those. Um, but I think having no Europe, as you say, they they, they seem to gel together quite quick. If you can sort out the Kane deal. Um, whether he stays, you know, maybe try and get an agreement. If he doesn't want, if, if you're not going to sell, if Man City aren't going to pay 
what Levy wants. And unfortunately for, I know what you're saying about letting him go, but Levy signed him to a six-year deal and Harry Kane was happy to sign it and take the big boost in wages. Um, so he almost needs to just kind of buckle up and shut up um, unless he can convince Man City to, to fork out the money. Um, Man Spurs could come out much better team if they could get I don't know, I, I don't think it's possible, but if you could get like a Sterling involved in the deal, um, that's a great deal. I'd rather have a Sterling and 60 million, say, than Harry Kane. Because oh you can God, invest I love that. Sterling. Yeah, you could invest it wisely. Um, so it will be, I think we'll, as you say, once the window shuts and we see what happens with Kane, I think the first month or two after that will really set the tone on how Spurs' season's going to go. Especially August, because August is already the, like, you know, Harry Kane never scores in August. Like, it's, it's you know, you just want, you already know the stories are going to be different because it's COVID. You already know the stories are sort of going to focus on a new manager. But you really just want the players to get to play without the tabloids focusing on sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So... Yeah, no, 100%. So, I mean, on the season ahead, Jesse, what is your prediction for where you're going to finish? You know, I hate, I always get the worst. I suck at this. And yeah, then I, I wind up predicting things that, like, make no sense on, on you know, like, my predictions are going to be like, well, Allie, I predict that, that, um, uh, we will have a new, um, mascot and it will be, <laughs> It's I'm so bad. <laughs> Come on. Come okay. on. Get Okay. Right Ugh. on the table. Give me a number. Oh, a number. I'm not even you know I'm not good at math. Shit. <laughs> Last time I couldn't even I couldn't even do I predicted like a 4475, remember? Okay. <laughs> um Okay. Top 4 out of each? Uh no. Maybe <laughs> Four. 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 Yeah. Like Optimistic. Okay, that is a good way. Well, if you thought if you thought that was a tough one, Jesse, wait till yeah. the next three that I'm going to ask you. Okay. Player of the season for Spurs. Who do you think? Um. Wait. With the squad we have now, without without any new transfers. I mean, you could if you feel that you think somebody's going to come in and could take it, you could go balls out and say. Oh no! Like, it, but is it players that I want? Like, if I decide that we're gonna get like Canobio from Benyerol, then I pick him. No, oh no, no, no. Oh, you have to give me rules. I'm well, a good follower. You can go for that. I mean, it won't look great come the end of the season when we go over the the preview and you've predicted a player who's still playing at Uruguay. Oh God. Okay, <laughs> player of our season is going to be Sun Sun Hinman. Yeah, that's a, that's the nice easy approach. Okay, yeah. slightly slightly more difficult. A player that for opposition fans or not people who are not too aware of sports to look out for. So not, not obviously no son because um, he's he's your player of the year. A player like a, a maybe a rejuvenated Delhi or a young guy coming through. Somebody do you think is just going to have a good I season? I love Delhi. I have always loved, and I was about to say I'm a vegan and I love Delhi, but I think only New Yorkers will get that. But New Yorkers, that's a funny joke. I, I uh, get it. Yeah, I get you? Delhi. Yeah, Delhi. There you go. Thank you. Um, I love 
Delhi. I think he got totally shafted under Mourinho when he, when that man plays well, when he is given like room, not only is he good, he is fucking fun. Like there is something just exciting and extraordinary to watch in Delhi because he, it's, he plays under the rules, but he finds all of these like, he just, he surprises you. He really does. I think when he's on the pitch, he you always watch him because he's always moving and he's always looking around and he's always watching. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, he's one of those players you almost don't want to tame too much. Yes. And it's probably exactly. why Josie didn't go on because Josie's very structured. And so in, in Josie's defence as well, I think... By all accounts, I don't imagine Delhi Ali being a very good trainer. I can imagine him being a bit of a lazy bastard. You um, know, I think that Joe, that Mourinho only wants to play, and he has said this, he only wants to play his style. You know, you he yeah. comes in and everybody adapts to his way, and that's not, Delhi's not going to do that. I think unless you're a very, very special player. Yeah. And, and Delhi's good but he's not that special you know I, I have no doubt that if Messi signed for Spurs and Josie was there Messi could have done what he wanted well yes but Messi also is Messi's Messi is as we all know like technically very gifted but the, yeah, the complaints that a lot of Argentinians have in their very stupid Messi's not Maradona whatever is that Messi is not so dumb, and it's a whole other thing. Is that you know, like Maradona is all is always going to be Maradona, and Messi doesn't have his own style, right? Like he can play anybody else's style, which I think a lot of people would agree or say makes him even more gifted. But Messi could adapt. I don't think Delhi is like willing to adapt. Yeah, absolutely not. No, and that's where you can see Josie's point. Yeah, and you can also see Delhi's Delhi's argument as well. Well, last player then, Jesse, a player yeah. who you would tip for fantasy football for anybody who would put a sports player in their team. Okay, so I have a confession that I don't. So I did fantasy football with unusual efforts last time, but I only chose my name, and then I didn't really understand how to do it. <laughs> okay, so. pick a player who you reckon is going to score loads of goals or assists. That's pretty much where the points are going to come from. Okay, but it can't be Sun or Delhi? You can pick Sun or Delhi because I think you're pretty limited for fantasy options in the sports team. Unless we sign Lautaro because he does score a lot. Well, yeah, and clean sheets. You know, if you've got the two the two Argentinian defenders and obviously you've got fairly good fullbacks, you might start keeping clean sheets again, especially once Loris you know, that be shocking. And we, and we lost my poor little Toby. Yeah, um, Toby. Oh, may his hairstyles rest in peace. <laughs> um, okay, either either son because magically he runs so much he does go back and defend, which yes. hopefully yeah. we won't need anymore. But I think, I think son is a no-brainer for Spurs this year. I, I yeah. agree. I think Sun, and then if we sign Lautaro, um, and I would be so mad if there are Argentinian flags all over this freaking stadium, <laughs> then Sun and Lautaro. 
Wait till wait till the new Spurs third kit is the Argentina kit. <gasps> Can you imagine, Jesse? No. Okay, then then you know what? I need somebody to let me start um, an Uruguayan football podcast because the world needs to know. <laughs> and on that note, Jesse, we'll we'll end Spurs there. Um, okay. Before we, before we tarnish them too much. Um, <laughs> Do you want to let everybody know where they can find you on the interwebs? And yeah. um, I take it, any of the unusual effort podcasts been out just now or are they on break for the summer? We are on break. But wait, but today, well, this won't come out today. Today, Unusual Efforts wished Chris's baby a happy birthday. So happy birthday to everybody's babies. Yeah, it'll be Sunday's baby's birthday when this comes out. Yeah, and our rule... Our rule, by the way, to all the parents is that if it's your baby's birthday, it's really your birthday because you did all the work of birthing. So there you go to all your parents. That's that's, that's one way to look at it, Jesse. And, and where can they find you on, that, on the interwebs? I mean, if they feel like it, it's um, at Jesse Loesch on Twitter. And I don't remember Instagram, but Instagram is mostly pictures of my dog. Yeah, and, and to be fair, Instagram just seems to be fighting with politicians. And America as well, Jesse, just now, it's great, it's great reading. Takes away from <laughs> our, it takes away from our idiots in our country. It's nice to see somebody else having just as much struggles as we are. Oh, we're a mess. I know. Wait, Ellie, <laughs> where can they find you on the interwebs? Um, you don't want that, but you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media. Chris keeps us all up to date on everything: Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure he's got Snapchat somewhere as well. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm sure Chris and Jesse and that will be back next week with the Thursday show. Extra time will be back. Myself, Dave, and Simon will be back in your ears every Monday morning. So be sure to check that out. Um, but yes, Jesse, thank you very much for joining me, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. Ali, this is fantastic. We should just keep doing more of these because you're the best. Aww. And on that note, thank you very much for listening at home. And always remember, keep your man on the post.